The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Some scribes who came down from Jerusalem said of Jesus, He has Beelzebub, and by the ruler of the demons he cast out demons. And Jesus called them to him and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For the scribes had said, Jesus has an unclean spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. This past week, we've been praying for Christian unity. And this is something Jesus deeply desired. We see it in his high priestly prayer at the Last Supper in John chapter 17. He says, I pray that they all may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, that they may be also in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. We see, therefore, the evangelistic character of unity. Unity brings people together, whereas division separates them. And that's the tactic of the adversary going all the way back into the Garden of Eden. There were the four great divisions as a result of the original sin. When the serpent had convinced Adam and Eve to eat from the forbidden tree, that separated them from God, that sin. And they didn't trust God after that. They hid themselves. It separated Adam and Eve from each other. Their eyes were open, they saw they were naked, and they hid themselves from each other. Then they were divided within each of their own soul. The lower passions divided now against the higher reason. And finally, they were divided against the earth itself, which came to be a curse. And Adam would have to, by the sweat of his brow, gather his food. All through the Old Testament, the modus operandi of the adversary was division. Now in the first reading, 2 Samuel chapter 5, the 12 tribes come to David and ask him to be king over them all. And that was a moment of great unity. And throughout David's life, he held those tribes together. But after his death, when Solomon came to the throne through his many foreign wives, idolatry crept in, division began. And when he died, his son Rehoboam was in opposition to Jeroboam and the kingdom was divided. The 12 tribes now became the 10 northern tribes, the two southern tribes, and it was all downhill from there. They were so weakened that their enemies, the Assyrians and the Babylonians, basically captured them. We see the goal of Satan in today's first reading from Mark chapter three, 
the adversary working through the scribes and the Pharisees to basically destroy Jesus. They knew they couldn't come against his miracles. His miracles, his exorcisms were very apparent, and so they attacked his character and said that he was in league with Satan. Well, Jesus then counters by saying, how can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And we could extend that by saying, if the church is divided against itself, it will not stand. Same with a family or even an individual. And that's what sin always tries to do is divide. That's why we're very aware of our own weakness in this area because we can engage in this type of activity just by the way that we speak. Sometimes through slander and gossip and detraction, we can bring disunity among families and communities. And that is why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 12 that we will have to give an account for every careless word that comes out of our mouth. James chapter 3 compares the untamed tongue to a raging fire that can spread destruction quickly. Toward the end of today's gospel, Jesus pinpoints the problem, the unpardonable sin, and that is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. When these scribes and Pharisees see that Jesus is doing good, that this is powerful, yet they are in opposition to it, they're committing the unpardonable sin. They're calling good evil and evil good. And that cannot be forgiven because such a person has no room for repentance. So we're always called to examine our own lives, our conscience, and the way we speak and act. Are we trying to build up? Are we trying to encourage people? That's what God asks us to do. Today we celebrate the memorial of one of the great saints of unity, St. Francis de Sales. He lived during the time of the Reformation, which was another cause of great division. Born in 1567 in France, he studied law, studied canon law as well, earned two doctorates, and then finally was ordained a priest, became bishop, and his whole life was one of reorganizing his diocese so that people would be united to each other. He established schools and seminaries, reformed religious education, and he wrote wonderful books. So let us ask our saint to help us always build up, always encourage one another, and always be aware of the enemy's tactic, which is division. And division always begins with temptation and sin. So Holy Spirit, come upon us, help us to love. Let us pray.